with another edition of the GOAT Zoom Room. As always, I am joined by Annie Villanueva. I am Caitlin Free, and this is our second day of Royal Ascot coverage, um, kicking off the second day, Wednesday. Um, Andy, we got a lot of really good races. Probably the race of the meet, the Prince of Wales Stakes, is on this card, but we start the card off with the queen mary um also have the group two queen's vase and the group two duke of cambridge stakes as well as some other listed and handicap races um another really tough day of racing yeah i mean you you have you basically could throw a blanket over you know the races that have 30 plus entrants in it and any of them could have a light has a logical chance to win and then Prince of Wales, even the 12 to 1 shot has a shot to win the race uh, mm-hmm. with a five horse field or seven, seven horse field. Sorry. So um, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I think tomorrow is going to play out a little differently than today did. Um, there were a lot of question marks that are a lot of questionable situations, but all in all, you know, it is Royal Ascot and everybody points for it. So it, Nothing should surprise us. Absolutely. So starting off with the grade two Queen Mary stakes race for two-year-old Phillies, 22 entrants. Uh, This is always a big race every year. Group two, um, five furlongs. What are you thinking in this race? You know, we talked before we even came on. And we mentioned yesterday that with Wesley Ward, you want to see you want to see his entrance for Royal Ascot that are peaking. And usually, horses that run in May are the ones that you want to play Royal Ascot. And Twilight Gleaming, the nineteen horses, those the bill here. I think she's probably the filly with the most upside in this race. Uh, this will be her third start. And Wesley's got this filly in good form. And she finally got over her breaking problems from her debut. I just think that this filly's going to be tough to beat this spot. And if Wesley wins this week, this is a filly that's going to do it. I totally agree with you. Um, I think national defense is off to a decent start as a stallion as well. Um, I really like that kind of that she lost her first race I thought she ran a really really good race and defeat at Keeneland and then came back and um won huge at Belmont and um just put on a really good performance she's also wearing blinkers for the first time so I really really like that um I like a price in here as well with Twilight Gleaming kind of a filly that has a little a similar type of background she has two wins to her credit actually she's morning line 12 to one that's going to be desert dreamer written by Oshin Murphy who um, had a really good day at Royal Ascot today he's a really good up-and-coming rider for Royal Ascot he reminds me so much of like a young Frankie Dettori and I like the way he rides juvenile horses so I'm going to take a stab with desert dreamer and twilight gleaming in this race yeah I I looked at this and I and I and I saw two prices I really like one of them uh is going to be Orinoco River Mm-hmm. She's uh, she's a half to grade one winner, Stormy Liberal, who won the Breeders' Cup Turf Spring back to back readings. And oops, I'm sorry, that was Artois. That's Artois. That's the one. That's the one that I'm talking about. Oronoka River is actually a half to Donna Velos, who was a Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies 
uh, runner-up. And this pedigree suggests that two-year-olds are the precocious type uh, because, you know, it, it just the pedigree is there for it. The National Guard, Cash Run, all of them are in that bloodline. And I think Orinoco River is going to be a nice price of 15 to 1. I did like Desert Dreamer as a give a give a long look horse because she is improving any price. Uh, this will be a test, though. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely a huge move up in class. But I do like that she does have kind of an experience edge on a lot of the field. A lot of them are just making their second or third starts. And she already has two wins under her belt. Moving on to the next race, the group two Queens vase for three-year-olds only. Um, this was a tough race for me to handicap. I think there was a lot of ways you could lean in this race. Um, I looked at Taipan, Stowell, and Wordsworth. There are a lot of kind of the favorite prices. Um, didn't really like Kamari in the spot, the, um, the male Kamari, not the U.S. Philly. Just to be the spelling is different too. Yeah, a little bit. So didn't really like that one, but I ended up I ended up settling with Stowell. Um, got the Frankie to Tory John Gosden angle. They're pretty tough to beat at Royal Ascot. Um, one on good to soft last month. I think it's gonna be a little bit softer going uh tomorrow. And he also has a tongue tie for the first time. So I like that. Um he is going to be one of the favorites here, but he won't be the favorite. So I think you'll still get a decent price on him. Yeah, I've, uh, I, I kind of I kind of gave Sowell a, a long look here with the Tory jumping on. He could have chosen Pied Piper for Gosden, and he's here. He was a little mm-hmm. green in his in his main win, and he took up a he took a lot of money in that race. So uh, that's a plus. I went with Love to see. Um, I'm drawing a line through that tr- Chester vase fake. It was reported after the race he was coughing before the outing. And, you know, he may have had some issues. His previous efforts before that have been impressive. And obviously the distance is not going to be a problem for him. And, and you got to take the favorite, Wardsworth, as well. Um, the two losses were combined three quarters of a length. And mm-hmm. he just continues to improve as the distance goes. So he might be, he might be tough to get to, to go here. Moving on to our next race, the group two Duke of Cambridge stakes for Phillies and mares, four year olds and up. Um, where did you lean in this race? This was tough. You know, this, this wasn't, this wasn't a week, week race by any means of the imagination. Um, no, but, when when you really look at it, I'm going to be a use a leading chalk eater here, especially after the effort that Palace Pier put in um, yesterday or this af- this afternoon. I'm going to go with Lady Bothorpe. I, th- I just think that she's just in good form right now, and she's just continually continuing improving. Um, and I think she's a class of the field here. I'm completely in agreement with you on Lady Bothorpe, um, especially after what Palace Pier did today. He only defeated her by a length and a half. And after the performance he put on today, especially for her to do that in the lock-in stakes, um, she only is going to move up. She's one on all surfaces. She's one on good to firm to heavy to all weather. So um, she could run on anything. 
Another horse I really took a look at in here at a little bit of a prize is Chambers Elise's really, really classy mare that um, kind of didn't fire last out, but I also think she needed the race and um, she was on a soft to heavy course. I think she likes it a little bit drier and it's going to be a little bit drier than that tomorrow. So I kind of gave her a little bit of a look. Um, I think she's going to improve off her last effort. I think she's far too classy to drop down into bad form. So she, she was a really good runner last season. They thought about even bringing her over for the Breeders Cup. So I gave her a look in here too. Queen Power is also another one that um, came out of the group two Albasiaka World Dubai Middleton Philly Stakes. Um, she won that race actually. And Shamade is no slouch. She's a really nice Philly too, but Lady Bothorp's going to be really tough to beat in this race. Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with Queen of Power. I think our Queen Power, I think she's she's probably the, the one horse you're going to look at and, and think that she's going to be the, the one that is going to be the biggest problem for the for Lady Bothorp. So I'm in agreement there. Moving on to the jewel of the afternoon, the Prince of Wales Stakes Group 1 for your old plus. This is a British Champion Series race. I believe it's also a win in your end for the Breeders' Cup. Um, top to bottom, what an awesome field in here. We have Love, who is one of the highest rated fillies in Europe right now. Um, Adaria, the Breeders' Cup filly and mare turf winner from last year. Lord North, who just won the Dubai turf. Um, and I believe, was he third in the Breeders' Cup turf last year? Mm, let me look him up real quick while you're talking. I believe he was third in the Breeders' Cup turf or he was mile fourth. Last year. Fourth. Okay, fourth. close. Armory's Arm, coming along Arnala. pretty well. Oh, yeah. Armory's coming along pretty well. Desert Encounter is an old favorite for everybody. And I mean, there's just, there's a lot of horses that just truly belong in this race. Um, you know, there's three logical choices in here Four, if you count Armory, I think he's maybe a little bit, um, inexperienced for this type of a race, but who did you pick? You know, I was looking at, I was looking at what I did yesterday as far as where I was finding horses to play and, uh, horses that came from Dubai yesterday or today, this morning, really didn't fire as well as I thought. So I'm kind of I'm kind of gun shy with Lord North. I went with the Philly here, but I didn't go with Love. I went with uh, Adaria. You know, she's been praying. I mean, she's been calm, quiet. She's runs well, fresh, and she's going to be making a late run. This is her distance. Uh, Harvey's Little Goyle came back to win at, at Gulfstream Park, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Arnawa came back to win the Breeders' Cup. That's who she finished second to, or finished third to, two starts back. And then rushing fall is Chad Brown's big mare here. So I'm I'm thinking that maybe with Buick up on, on board, she might be tough to beat here, and you're going to get a price. I'm in agreement. I really like her. Um, my only hesitation with love is that they were unsure whether they were even going to run her period in this spot. So I'm a little surprised that she shows up here. I also like Adaria because she gets a weight break. Um, she's going to be carrying five pounds less 
than love and Lord North. So I like that she gets a little bit of a weight break from them. Um, I'm also going to take a Daria in this race. I'm kind of gun shy like you with Lord North. Um, I'm really gun shy with love. She's had almost a year off. Um, I think she's a spectacular fully, but I think she needs a race. Yeah. I mean, you know, if they're not pointing for it, that's, that's a big indicator. Maybe somebody, somebody decided that this was a good spot for her and it might be training well. And that's why they did it. One horse I will say that is kind of interesting here is Armory. I think, mm-hmm. you know, he's coming into the race while horses that ran at Chester prior to, to Royal Ascot have run well. He was second in the in the talk to play in Australia. So he's a world traveler and you have to give him a long look, especially if he's going to be at a price. Um, you know, we talk about the prices. I just think that Lord North and Love are going to be so short priced that it might be, might be one of those races where uh, a bigger price wins the race. I definitely agree with you. Um, the last few races we have on this card, um, huge field coming up in this next race. We have a field of 30, 30, 30. That is the biggest field I have ever seen. I believe whether it be Royal Ascot, whether it be, you know, the, um, the Melbourne cup, the Kentucky Derby 30 is the biggest horse field. I believe that I have ever seen, um, talking about the Royal hunt cup or the heritage handicap. Um, it's for three-year-olds and up it's, one mile, it's a class two, and we have a field of 30. Throw a dart, see where it lands. I don't have a strong opinion in this race. Um, I think when you look at a race like this, um, j- this is a jockey's race, races like this. So you're going to look at a horse and a rider like Magical Morning, Frankie Dettori, um, Eastern World at a price really got my attention with William Buick. Um, he finished five links back and was fourth last out. Um, but he's moving up in trip a little bit, um, getting different ground. Um, so I kind of like that. I definitely like William Buick getting on this horse. Um, Sir Michael Stout has a good one in Astro King in this race as well. Um, this was a really, really tough race for me to handicap. And honestly, I don't have a strong opinion. Do you, Andy? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, um, you know, it's a 30 horse field. And like you said, anything could happen here. I think when I was doing the handicapping for this thing, I think I ended up turning around and, and basically circling like eight horses in this race mm-hmm. and ended up with, I think finest sound will be the one that's going to be the toughest one. To, will be good here. Um, stretching out a bit. I think they're going further than up. They're going a mile straight. Um, I think this, I think finest sound actually fits this bill. He goes, he runs well at a mile. Uh, he's only been out of the money one time going this distance on turf. He's only been out of the money one time on turf for his career. And that was in the, that mile state, sky bat mile stakes. Runch is in here, but I think this horse is training better and also improving with each and every start. And I'll give finest sound a shot at six to one. Another horse that I liked in here um, was, I believe his name is pronounced Hockey, the two horse. 
Um, yeah. John Goss and Jim Crawley. Um, oh, This Is Us was a really impressive winner. Um, this horse likes this course and this horse likes this distance. Um, so I'm going to go. I, I like this horse in here, too. Um, you know, they're not carrying hardly any weight at all. So, you know, this is. Hacky? Are we talking hacky? No, all of them. Oh, yeah. No, none of them are. You're right. No. So, I mean, it just it just kind of goes down from there. He's he's got one of the higher weights, but um, they're not they're not carrying anything super heavy. So it is only a handicap. But yeah, I can think of like four or five horses in here that I like. But Hacky's one that I do like a lot. Um, for him, it's between between him and Eastern World for me. Um, so I'll take one of them. Honestly, this is just wow. I I can't get over the fact that there's 30 horses in this race. But yeah. moving on to the next one, the Windsor Castle Stakes. This is a listed stakes for two-year-olds going five furlongs. This is another big field. 28. Yep. 28. And two are Wesley Ward charges. So Yeah, there's a really exciting one in here in Ruthen. Um yeah, she's, she's the better. She might be the the better of the two. But yeah, her her debut was super, super impressive. Um, I wasn't expecting a lot um from Ribchester so early on as a stallion because he took a little while to develop um into himself as a horse. Um, but she was she was a really nice purchase price. She's one of Ribchester's highest price yearlings. So hit the bid, her brother was a nice horse as well. I, I think she's the better one out of this race. Um, was there anybody else in here that got your attention? You know, I, I would I would venture to say that just to just to help out those that may not not be fully sold on Ruthin, if Artos comes back and runs big in the first today. Um, I would definitely look at Ruthin a lot more because mm -hmm. she was she was second to Ruthin, I think, in in her debut in Artos's debut. So that's worth a look. Um, I actually, you know, I like that Wesley, even though it's against my better judgment. Um, with award running in April. I think that Philly was just so good and Tori's getting on her. I think that's a big plus. Um, I also like the five armor. Mm -hmm. you know, debut win was impressive. Uh, just coming in from Doncaster. They asked her to run late and she just answered. And Patrick Dobbs knows his way around the racetrack. I, I just think that this Philly, this Philly's going to be better than people. People are going to give her credit for and you know, she's only one race. She's going to improve and she's by a really nice, you know, really impressive turf sire. No, nay, never. So, I mean, definitely have the breeding there. She was, she was the other one I looked at other than Ruth. And, but I was, I was just so impressed with Ruth. And I think Wesley Ward's hand is a lot heavier tomorrow than it was today. Um, one interesting fact about Golden Bell, his other horse, um, she's out of a daughter of perfect sting who won the Breeders' Cup Philly and Meriturf. We saw another Breeders' Cup Philly and Meriturf winner have a daughter that produced a Royal Ascot winner today. Um, I slinked in. Her daughter had a winner today. So there's definitely a class factor there. Um, when you have a pedigree like that on the bottom side, they do tend to produce 
something. So Golden Bell bred really, really nicely. I don't really care for Macho Uno much, but I mean, he, he is bred very, very classy himself. So I don't put it yeah. out of the realm of possibility, but for me, even in a 28 horse field, it, for me, it's between Ruth and an armor, um, maybe even throw in a Malfi coast for Aiden O'Brien and Ryan Moore because eh, it, it's them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole, the whole deal with, I mean, the golden bell has, um, geez, I just lost my, uh, it's Stronic, it's Stronic breeding on the bottom half of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just forgot the stout, this farm name. I can't believe that. Man, did I just draw blank Adina on Stronic's farm. Adina Springs. Um, Macho yeah. Uno is from Adina Springs as well. Yeah. I mean, if this was a dirt race, I'd be much more, much more inclined to, mm-hmm. to be happy with this horse, but no, I mean the mare, the bottom pedigree obviously is worth a look at, but there's better horses in here, I think, right now. I would definitely agree with you. Well, the last race on the card is the Kensington Palace Stakes. It's a Fillion Mares handicap for four-year-olds and up. Seven furlongs. And this is a field of 18. I didn't really have a particularly tough stance in this race. I think mostly for John Gladstone and Frankie Dettori is going to be tough to beat. But I also took a look at Dream Loper, I Told You So, and Stunning Beauty for the Godolphin Barn. So did you do the So I Told You So, So I Told You Because You're Always Right and You're the Queen and I Should Bow Down or Because She Actually Has a Shot? No, I actually think she has a shot. Um, I'm not sure she's going to get ground that she likes, but. I'm in yeah, agreement, by the yeah. way. Yeah, I, I don't know. If, I think. I'm, not, I'm not sure she's going to get the ground. She's going to like, it's not going to have a little bit of a cut in it more than she would like. Um, it's definitely going to be better than it was today. But um, I definitely think it morning line 10 to 1, you know, she's got a shot. She's won three times. No, I know. Yeah, she has. I, I have her circled. I think she I, she'll be my she'll be my my picks. Um, I'll tell you who I like though. I love lights on. Okay, for Sir Michael uh, Stout, Ryan. Sir Moore. Michael Stout, Ryan Moore, three straight wins. Beat uh, Dream Loper. Beat separate Poets Lady comes back to win a race. And uh, this filly has running style to where she doesn't need to be on the lead. She could be sitting behind the leaders. Make one run. Ryan knows her well. She's run her best races with Ryan, actually, um, in Nottingham. And uh, since she's turned four, she's just been a different horse. She just knows how to where the wire is and how can you not like her? And she's got a win over Ascot. I like that. I might be hopping on board with that one. <laughs> I, I like that. She... <sighs> Gate 17 was what kind of like scared me a little bit with her. She's drawn a little bit um, more to the outside than I would like to see. But I think when you're going straight, it's not as much of a hindrance. Um, And it's not like this is a 30 horse field. I mean, it is still an 18 horse field, but Ryan Moore does know her really well. And you might have talked me onto that one. No, geez. I finally did something right for once. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I, I just think, you know, you, you have to know these fillies and you have to know the farms and you are not the farms, but you also have to know the outfits. And 
I just think that there's certain situations to where they lend themselves to being a much bigger play. And this Philly just continues to improve. And if you look at her time form figures and her figures that she's done, she's continuously improving. She's gone 77, 92, 99, 96, 104. Now she's at 111. So she's she's not dipping. She's just continuously improving her, her stock. And for me, that that's a big plus, especially, especially overseas. Absolutely. And especially getting a class rider like Ryan Moore, and they have a really, really good pairing together. And Sir Michael Stout, I mean, you can never count him out anywhere, whether it be Royal Ascot, the Breeders' Cup, the Ark, what have you. That guy knows how to straight up train. I mean, he trains for some of the best connections in the world. He's one of the Queen's favorite people. So with that, do you have any other spot plays or anything else you would like to talk about for the day or for the week in general? No, because we'll be back tomorrow and we'll have plays for tomorrow as well or for Thursday. I just think I just think that what people need to understand is one thing that they have to do is they have to go back and they have to look at they have to go on Twitter, they have to find uh, where the horse is playing because I think that's important. Okay. Um, and there's a there's a there's a Twitter account for that, and we will put it out there. Um, later on today, I think we even retweeted it today of uh, where the softness was in the track compared to where the hardness was and where how deep one place was compared to another. And at Royal Ascot, that means a lot because there are some horses that just are not going to handle it. And whether you love them or not, you might want to throw them out. Um, and I still want to see Batash come back in and buy the Diamond Jubilee. I think he was not ready today and he completely missed the break and cost cost everybody a win are they are they coming back for the diamond jubilee no i'm just hoping they are (laughs) we can dream and with that we will (laughs) yes let us keep the dream alive with that we will see you tomorrow and hopefully when we handicap the diamond jubilee in a few days time batash will be in the field have a good night and day